On this episode of Mike Drop Dallas, we've got Dallas Stars Hall of Fame goaltender Ed Belfour with us. Of course, we're going to talk stars, but we're also going to talk whiskey. Also joining us from the ticket, Dallas-Fort Worth radio legend Mark Elfenbein to talk Rangers World Series, Cowboys Mavericks, all of that and much more here on Season 4, Episode 5. So let's drop the mic and let's go. Welcome to Mike Drop Dallas, everyone, the official podcast of the Dallas Sports Commission. Kevin Sullivan here, joined as always by Monica Paul, the executive director of the Sports Commission, and our on-air producer, Next Level, Marcus Carr. Before we get to our guest, Monica, as always, we've had some recent notable local Mike Drop moments, starting, of course, with the ongoing story of the Rangers in the World Series. More to come on that. Very exciting. Uh, as we record this coming off the game three victory Monday night in Phoenix, we've also got a new scoreboard at the American Airlines Center and new, very comfortable seats, which I checked out for the Mavericks home opener last uh, Friday night. So well done there. Uh, and I know if you haven't already, you'll be experiencing that uh, very soon over at the, at the renovated AAC. Well, I actually, I'm hearing great things about it, but I was going to ask you how you got that VIP access, Sully, because I haven't had a chance to make it over there <laughs> uh, to see all of these upgrades, but I'm hearing a lot of positive things. I didn't know, uh, and speaking with Dave Brown, he's excited about uh, what has uh, taken place at the American Airlines Center and overall what that's going to do for the fan experience and those those teams in general. So uh, kudos to them for, for all of those improvements. I, I can't reveal the name of my super secret uh, season ticket holder source, but his initials are Tony Fay. Oh. And, and speaking of Tony Fay, major mic drop moment, and this includes uh, Next Level as well, uh, Tony Fay PR, uh, last week in New York, being honored as the best small PR agency in the country by PR News. This is a big damn deal. Uh, and and way to go, Marcus, the whole team at Tony Fay PR. It, it's just an extraordinary thing. Now, I know their favorite client, they love all their clients, but their favorite client at Tony Fay, Tony Fay PR, I'm pretty sure, is the Dallas Sports Commission. Well, I, I have to tell you, Sully, that uh, I couldn't, uh, I don't think we would be near as successful here at the Sports Commission without our partners at uh, Tony Fay PR. It's uh, really, I, I think we're probably on year five or six in our in our partnership here. And um, it's just amazing at how they've elevated uh, the Sports Commission and been able to bring really great value to a lot of our events. Some that aren't, you know, it's not as easy to maybe get the the coverage and the awareness here locally through through the media and other avenues, but uh, have really shone shone light on uh, a lot of our events. So, um, you know, I have to give credit of we are named the number one sports business city, but uh, you know, I think some of that lands on the Tony Fay PR team's shoulders as well. So, uh, and I think uh, just recently, uh, Angela accepted an award for. Uh, the work and accolades for uh, the media and PR work on our uh, NCAA Women's Final Four earlier this year, which we already knew broke records. So really great to see them receive that recognition for the work that they did on, on that event. Well, the Tony Fay PR team, known for 
it's creativity. But the thing I like best about them and their hard work and their talent, they approach their work with joy, number one. And number two, they want everybody to have a good time and a great experience. That's the most important thing to them is to deliver for their clients. They're a fun bunch. So way to go. Now, not to make this this the Tony Faye show, but I have to pass along one more nugget. Uh, Tony completed last night at the Stars game, Monday night, what we're calling the local sports grand slam. Friday night Mavericks, Saturday night Rangers game two, Sunday Cowboys Rams, and Monday Stars Blue Jackets. Now he went three and one, but think about this for a minute. Four different teams, four consecutive days. This this cannot have happened that many times in history. Tony is proclaiming that that more people have walked on the moon than have done what he did in the last four days. Uh, that number would be twelve. So I don't know if if uh, twelve people did it or not. But way to go, Tony! And again, it's that that love of uh, of the adventure and a great sports experience. And and uh, so way to go. So you mentioned. Oh, by the way. Monica, you won an award recently, you know, for leadership and Tony Faye PR has won an award that includes Marcus. So I am officially the slacker of the mic drop uh, team here. I haven't won anything. So it's okay, just- Tony. I mean, it's okay, Sully. I will get the Tony Faye PR team uh, on it to start nominating you for some, some awards and we'll, we'll, or, you know, we'll make one up and give it to you by the I end think, of the I think it, before the season is over. Yeah. I think it would take a made up award, but 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 that's okay. I'm happy to be the uh, the humble servant here as your wingman on the on the on the pod. Uh, you mentioned we're the number one sports city to do sports, the number one city to do sports business in, according to the Sports Business Journal. So what else is happening at the Sports Commission uh, these days that you're that you're bringing to our fair city? Well, uh, we've got the USA Pickleball National Championships coming up uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how much excitement and energy is here. Uh, in the air, the number of requests for tickets, uh, you know, big celebrities coming out Tuesday uh, out to Brookhaven Country Club to 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 take part in that in the in the media event that will be out there to really kick off those championships. But um, should be should be pretty, pretty exciting. And, you know, I think it's no secret that we're hoping we're very successful this year. Learn maybe a few things, but something that we want to secure for multi-years uh, following up. So um, I know that the city of Farmers Branch has been working very hard uh, uh, as, as well as Brookhaven Country Club and other stakeholders here locally to make sure this is going to be a successful event. Uh, we'll also have the World Food Championships taking place uh, out at Fair Park again. Um, and then last week we fi- finished up with a three, four day site visit um, and meetings with FIFA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are on a tour of going to every uh, one of the host cities uh, just to provide some updates. It was a lot of information sharing. Uh, so more uh, from operational standpoint, they were able to share here's kind of their safety and security, their transportation elements. Uh, some new views on operations uh, and execution of fan festivals uh, here in the Metroplex, um, the last mile, which is a, a critical element that probably isn't highlighted in a lot of the other major events, but is very important on a, on the FIFA side of things, uh, commercial rights. Uh, so all in all, um, a, a great way for even some of our other city leadership and key stakeholders and people who are 
going to be in the day-to-day -day or on, on our committees that are helping with safety, security, transportation, and, and putting those plans together so we can be successful. It was a great time for them to engage, to hear from FIFA directly, uh, and kind of get an idea of what are the next steps? What are the planning that we're going to be going through in 2024? Um, obviously, the, the big question still in the lurking out there is when is that match schedule going to be released? Uh, we don't have a date. Uh, they do say that it is still going to happen and um, before the end of the year. So anticipating a late November, December uh, potential announcement at this point. Um, but I'm hopeful that after they conclude their site visits that uh, they'll be able to give us a something a little bit more concrete. We we were able to also, you know, further discussions on the International Broadcast Center um, taking place in Dallas, um, really looking at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center um, at this point. Yeah knowing that, you know, there's going to be a new convention center being built at the mm -hmm. same time. So really had to hone in on the construction uh, timing and phases, as well as the the I-30 Canyon uh, corridor project that will be taking place, too. So um, just all in all, a really great site visit um, with FIFA. So looking forward to really honing in on the planning and next steps. And speaking of soccer, our friends over at FC Dallas are uh, in the playoffs against the Seattle Sounders, down one, one nothing, one game to nothing, uh, and you're running at the Sports Commission a ticket promo to help the the, the FC Dallas uh, for game two against the Sounders, which is sort of a do or die for sure for FC Dallas uh, Saturday night, November fourth. Anything you want to add about about that partnership? Well, I, you know, I think it's important to. Um really cheer on our uh, FC Dallas team and uh, get as many people out there to show show that support. We need a win here. So a uh, great opportunity that FC Dallas provided us to be able to, uh, you know, share with our network to get those tickets out there. Um, I believe there's no fees associated. So um, great opportunity. If you haven't been uh, to an FC Dallas game already this season, well, it's the playoffs. It's uh, it's about time to to head on out to Toyota Stadium up in Frisco. As always, tons happening, and we'll be back in a moment to talk about all of it with Mark Elfenbein from The Ticket. But first, over to Rachel. Get ready, sports fans. This fall is stacked with events right here in the Big D. From food sport to football, the number one sports business city has something for everyone. Head to DallasSports.org to sign up for access to exclusive ticket announcements, discounts, and pre-sales to be part of the next big win. Thanks, Rachel. We are really happy to welcome back to the mic drop Mark Elfenbein, you know him from Sunday mornings on the ticket. Long, long time Dallas-Fort Worth radio luminary, legendary figure, and beloved member of the media corps in Dallas-Fort Worth. Elf, thanks for coming back on. We're only going to mention that you're a Houstonian and the Rangers beat the Astros seven or eight times in the next uh, 15 minutes. But uh, welcome back. And how are you holding up? You know what? I'm great, Tony. Always great to see you, Molly. How are you? Yeah. And uh, Marcus as well, your whole crew. You guys have been doing an amazing job with what you're doing. So uh, get a chance to come back on the mic drop. Are you kidding me? No matter what, I'm coming. So let's let's get right to the to the Rangers. And uh, where, where do we begin? For, we'll, we'll leave, we're not going to give you too hard of a time with the Astros. I'm going to leave that to Monica. But could you have seen this coming uh, given the bullpen woes and everything uh, th that they're now 
you know, up 2-1 on the Diamondbacks as, as we record this on Tuesday morning. How do you think they've actually pulled this off? Well, I, I guess, first of all, you know, Chris Young and company getting to do what they needed to do and Ray Davis opening up the purse strings a couple of years ago with Seager and Simeon. That was the most important thing to get that done. And then kind of like my Astros, you know, good teams are lucky and lucky teams are good. And you have to get lucky along the way, meaning when you have draft picks, you got to hit. You've got to hit on your draft picks. And like the Astros for years got lucky with Bregman and Springer and Correa and McCullers and every one of their guys was hitting. The Rangers finally hit with Josh Young. And it looks like Evan Carter is that and even then some. And then the fact that Garcia somehow came on board with this team at the age of 27 and he blossomed like he had been. And then the young, all the other young players, it just seemed to go well together. But all that being said, yes, the bullpen, the injuries and dealing with everything. But winning is contagious. And sometimes it doesn't matter what other people think and what they see and what they read. If you start believing it, it'll happen. And I remember even the last weekend, you know, when the Astros had come into town and kind of took care of business and the Rangers gave up the West on the last day and somehow had to go the route of the wild card. Everybody's like, oh my God, they got to go to Tampa and then they got to go to Baltimore. They got no shot. But four weeks later, look where they are. And uh, they're playing great baseball. Uh, the pitching has stepped up. The bats are off the charts. It's unbelievable, their batting order. And uh, even though it was my Astros and a lot of people had a tough time understanding, how can you root for the Astros? You're in Dallas-Fort Worth. And I'm like, I was born in Houston. I lived in the Astrodome. They were my favorite team of my whole life. When I moved to Dallas in 1970, there wasn't a team. There wasn't a Texas Rangers. We would go to Turnpike Stadium and watch minor league baseball. And then when they came... Finally, to DFW, my father got excited. Well, we got our Astros in the National League. The Rangers are in the American League. We can root for both teams. This is so much fun. And we did. But when they shoved us into the AOS, Tony, <laughs> and I had to make a choice, that wasn't that difficult. But I'm actually thrilled for the Rangers. I think it is the coolest thing in the world. Uh, and I think they have a really good chance to win this whole thing. And some of that, maybe a lot of that, lands with Bruce Bochy. The even keel that he's maintained throughout this roller coaster. That was another great Chris Young move to to lure him out of retirement. How do you assess the the importance of of uh, the skipper with this team? It's gigantic with this team, and I think a coach, manager, a baseball team, whatever it might be in any sport, the coach is critically important. However, I do say this all the time: the players win the game. If you don't have the players, I don't care how good Pat Riley was or Phil Jackson was, or you can go down the line, Steve Kerr, or all these great managers and coaches. If you don't have the players, you don't win. That being said, when you have a guy like Bochi or there's others in other sports that they just have that something about them. It's like, well, why didn't you do it when I told you to do that? Well, he says it differently. <laughs> you know, it's how he says it. I, for some reason, I want to perform for him better I, and you can't really put a finger on it but he's been successful wherever he's gone and he just has like you said that unbelievable even keel he's kind of the same excitement when he loses he's kind of the same when they win you know and it's just okay let's get some of my seven alarm chili and go to the next game <laughs> what, what do you think you've lived here a long time as you said Alf. what what 
would it mean to this community for the Rangers to finally punch through and, and win it all? It, it, I didn't understand it until my Astros finally won it after rooting. But I, I think the thing that takes me back is when you saw the Cubs finally win it, when you saw the Red Sox in 04 finally win it, you know, you, you're seeing people my age, older, crying and crying and hugging. And, and you're going, I get it now. Oh, my God. It's like I was hugging people I didn't even know when the Astros finally. and wish my father was alive, that he could have enjoyed it with me. But I think there are Ranger fans that have been waiting since 1970 that will they'll have to pinch themselves if we get there. I don't want to give them a kind of horror in Yiddish. That's the kiss of death. I don't want to do that, <laughs> but it would be one of the coolest things ever. Well, Mark, I can definitely tell you, we feel the energy. You all, you know, I think at one point the end of the season, we might be shaking our heads a little bit, but it's been amazing just to see the DFW area and all these Rangers fans and just the uh, excitement around there. But um I I took on a bet with my counterparts over in Houston during the ACLS, uh, yeah, AC, ALCS, um, and uh, whoever won the the, the series, uh, or actually whoever lost the series, uh, had to have a Powerade Gatorade uh, bucket dumped on them. So I was very thankful that my counterpart in Houston had the pleasure of uh, being doused with uh, with blue Gatorade or blue Powerade. Have you, uh, in your years, have you ever taken on a bet like this or, uh, uh, you know, something crazy like that with your counterparts? Um, I think the only thing I did, and this actually had to do with the Rangers, if you can believe this or not, I was at one of the other stations down the dial and the bet was, look, if the Rangers get to the postseason, I'll put on a dress on Knox Avenue. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> the Rangers made the playoffs and I had to put on a dress and go outside on the corner. And I almost got picked up a couple of times, which I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> that's the worst bet I had ever had to pay off. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Sully, I think we may have to dig back in the archives and see if we can find some photos. Uh, yeah, there got to be. <laughs> I, we we could make some money on that, uh, uh, Sully. We pay the po podcast bills there. Um, so. <laughs> Mark, we're gonna we're gonna switch here to the Cowboys. Uh, seem to have things headed in the right direction, in spite of uh, a few bad luck injuries. Uh, big division game coming up uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Uh, what are you expecting the rest of the way from from our Cowboys? Boy, they, they just do this to us every year. Um, just when you think you figured them out, then you don't know what they're doing. Uh, the last couple of games uh, against the Chargers, nice win, nothing spectacular. Had the week off and, you know, everybody got a chance to get healthy and they got a chance to rest, which that was the most mind-boggling thing. They had been off almost a week and a half and somehow Tyron Smith still got hurt. <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't quite figure out how did you get hurt if you didn't play but that's Tyron Smith uh that being said they're as healthy as they've ever been I think they kind of figured it out the other day against the Rams if the best player on your team is your best player whether it's Luca or Kobe or Michael Jordan or Patrick Mahomes or Tyreek Hill if CeeDee Lamb is your best guy give him the ball a lot 
And I guess they kind of figure it out. Just throw him the ball as much as you can. He's a playmaker. And I also think as much as we get a little nervous, if Dak takes the ball and starts to run with it a little bit, that's kind of when he's at his best is when he's kind of ad-libbing and running and using his feet a little bit. Um, the defense has been pretty good for the most part. Uh, they really do miss Trayvon Diggs, but the kid Bland has been unbelievable with three pick sixes this year already, which is kind of hard to believe. But Philadelphia, uh, look, I know Tony knows this. That ain't a pretty city to play in, especially at night on national TV in front of the world. You know, well, no, it's a late afternoon game, I think. Uh, still in Philly, it's going to be tough. Uh, that, that's a tough one. I think for them, being in the game the whole game and even if you lose it, it helps your mentality for the rematch and down the road. If you go up there and get schmaltzed like San Francisco did you, and if you don't know what schmaltzed is, I'll send you what that means. Uh, that's not going to be pretty because I think everybody knows the Eagles are the better team, but the Cowboys are trying to sneak up that ladder. Well, a lot of a lot of excitement, but I do agree with you. They do this to us every year. I get those high hopes at the beginning of the season, and then, oh boy, here here it comes. But um, definitely cheer for the Cowboys going through it, and another hot team, uh, off and running this season at three and zero. Our Dallas Mavericks. Uh, uh, can they bounce back to the top of the Western Conference this year? I think this is their best start in over twenty years. I think they can bounce. Well, they can get close. The Western Conference is very tough. And uh, look, we have been so blessed in DFW with, you know, the early years of, you know, Harper and Aguirre and Blackman. And that was, you know, and Brad Davis, that was fun. But then Dirk came on board and took it to another level. And we saw that for 21 years, which was great. And the fact that it was just handed off to some guy named Luca who's even taken it to another level, and we get to see that on a daily basis, uh, is phenomenal. I think it's great. Um, they have a really good shot. I mean, the fact that Kyrie's here, and I'm, I know how great he is, doesn't get along with the world, but he's a heck of a player, and they have some other nice young talent. Uh, man, if they get top four in the West, I'll be tickled. I'll be thrilled. Um, I don't know if they can get there because uh, – Oklahoma City is going to be a lot better. And, you know, uh, Golden State is still Golden State. Phoenix is going to be Phoenix. And I believe Denver has just told everybody, um, we haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> we're the champions and we're still in the West. So it'll be fun. And I think that's the great part about it is um, Luka keeps him in every single game. Three is a pretty good start. Mark, what, before we let you go, when you first burst on the scene here decades ago in radio, you, you, you're you not a classically trained journalist. You're not a full-time journalist. You're, you're a sales professional now and uh, for many years in real estate, if I'm not mistaken. And so when you first burst on the scene, you were kind of the voice of the fan. And it was a phenomenon we really hadn't seen. And later, of course, the late, great Leon Simon would kind of do that thing. Uh, and KLIF and uh, but how does that how do you think about that all these years later do you still uh, approach your show Sunday mornings on the ticket as representing kind of the regular fan out there uh, and not necessarily the uh, you know a a, a, a a journalist or a classically trained traditional approach to uh, to covering the local teams 
It's a good one. Uh, you know, when I was in high school at Hillcrest High School, I was the sports editor of our paper. And I didn't know at the time that the teacher, Julia Jeffries, was a famous uh, journalism teacher all over the country. So just being on the Hillcrest Hurricane got me little gigs on radio and stuff like that. But to answer your question, uh, I think that was kind of our approach back in the KERA days. Right. Took over for Norm at KERA. And it was just kind of a fan's point of view. And myself and Shapiro, we just did it that way. Then onto the ticket, kind of the same thing. But as you do what you do, you know, you take pride in what you do and you right. kind of do your homework. And I mean, I'm a prep freak. And, right. you know, I have my, you know, two hours on Sunday morning, get the ticket seven to nine. And the first thing I say is every Sunday is like, I don't have enough time. I need another hour. But, you know, you you squeeze it in. You get your benchmark segments that, you know, you do over the years, whether it's inside the Cowboys huddle or Mavs week that was or useless baseball nuggets or Elf's Elite Eight in college football or whatever it might be. I had to come up with a sports buffet table so you can nibble and nosh on a lot of different things. <laughs> and so that's what I do. But um, it it's still fun, Kev. I mean, Tony, you know, the thing is, is it's when you get to do what you love and love what you do, it's never work. And you look forward to it every single Sunday. And I hope I can do it for as long as they allow me to. Well, on behalf of uh, ticket listeners and sports fans, I hope they do too, because it's a, a joy to listen to you and a joy to have you back on the mic drop. I, it's great to have you back and look forward to doing it again. So thanks for your time today, Elf. Anytime. Great to see you guys and uh, happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. And now over to Rachel with a word from one of our sponsors. Get ready, sports fans. This fall is stacked with events right here in the Big D. From food sport to football, the number one sports business city has something for everyone. Head to DallasSports.org to sign up for access to exclusive ticket announcements, discounts, and pre-sales to be part of the next big win. So, and now what an honor it is to be joined by Ed Belfour here on Mike Drop Dallas. Of course, Ed played 17 seasons in the National Hockey League, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2011. And by the way, I was in Toronto a couple of weeks ago and paid a visit to the Hockey Hall and Really, really cool. Highly recommend it for our listeners when you get to Toronto. Uh, Ed won the Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year in 91. Two-time Vezina winner as the best goalie. Four-time winner of the William Jennings Trophy for best goals against the average. Remembered around here for his five years with the Stars, especially for leading Stars to their only, for now, Stanley Cup championship in 1999. Recently inducted into the Stars Hall of Fame alongside his coach, Ken Hitchcock. Welcome, Eddie the Eagle, to uh, to the mic drop. Thanks for do- making some time for us, Ed. Yeah, thank you so much, Sully. Uh, really appreciate it, and then thanks for the great intro. <laughs> you hear all the, like, what? I really do that? <laughs> you did. You you really did, and uh, we're really honored to have you on. Well, you know, first, congratulations on, on being inducted to the Stars Hall of Fame. You're already in, you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame, what does it mean? What did it mean to you to, you know, to be honored and, and inducted to the, to the stars hall of fame? Oh, that was an amazing weekend. The, the Dallas stars first class organization just treated uh, my family, you know, right from the start uh, when they got here uh, with royalty and my mom and dad just had an amazing time. It it means the most to me, uh, you know, for the recognition and uh, the honor 
Um, you know, winning a Stanley Cup here was a dream come true in '99 with the with uh, the fellas, and you know what uh, Bob Ganey and Doug Jarvis and uh, Rick Wilson and um, you know Hitch and you know it was just an amazing group of of guys, and uh, you know Doug Armstrong, assistant GM. Um, you know we we all worked and pulled hard together, and and you know, Bob's just amazing mastermind behind everything and, you know, put together, you know, just an incredible team, uh, you know, Mike McDonald, Brett Hall, Zuboff, Hatcher, uh, Keen, um, Lettinen, um, you know, I mean, how many Hall of Famers, right? Just <laughs> yeah, amazing. Exactly. And, you know, we just had a squad that just played every game like it was our last. And, um, you know, I had dreamed of winning the cup ever since I was four or five years old. So achieving that in Dallas and uh, the fans were 110 percent behind us. You know, the building was just electric every night and uh, the fans were just amazing. And, you know, to be honored in front of the fans and and uh, have my family there was just a. Uh, incredible night and i'm so so thankful and blessed we all love love marty turco you know he does a great job with with the stars foundation he's been on you know our podcast a, a couple of times told us some you know really great stories he was your backup for you know two years you know do you have a favorite story about marty um well there's quite a few stories about marty i don't know if we can share them all but <laughs> you know he uh very colorful guy, as everybody knows, and and he came in with a lot of confidence. Uh, came in with the you know, uh, the uh, the way of learning. You know, he wanted to to watch and learn. Um, you know, he played the puck really well, like I did. And um, one of the funniest things for me was, you know, he really liked to to get out and handle the puck, probably even more than I did. And there was a couple times when he would you know be out handling the puck and skating up the middle of the ice and that was always a little nerve-wracking but a very comical at the same time and I remember one time he's out doing that and he fired the puck over the glass of course that's a two-minute penalty and and Hitch looks over at me he's like what is he doing and he's asking me you know what Marty's doing like I was coaching him doing it and I'm like Hitch that's that's just him you know and he just loved to handle the puck like that but that was pretty comical when Hitch looked over at me he said what is he doing I was like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, just uh, incredible times. Uh, you know, I mean, our records were were amazing, and you know, I think we got a team right now that that has similar uh, characteristics, and you you can see them building every year and getting better every year, and they're really close. So hopefully, we can bring that cup back to Dallas. Yeah, and you know, you just like, just to piggyback off the topic of the stars, you know, the current stars is we've had Robo on, we've had his getting on, you know, they, they've pretty much reinforced that uh, the cup is, you know, their only focus and, you know, they've, they've came close. Uh, they're off to another great start. How good do you think this team can be? Well, they got all, all the talent, they got speed. Um, they got leadership. They got great goaltending and that's, that's what it takes to win. Now, if they can just, you know, stay healthy, stay on a roll, you know, at the end of the season, that's where it's really important to stay on that that high and get on on the roll, the playoff roll. You know, going into playoffs, you feel that confidence 
and everyone's healthy, you know, they have a great chance for sure. The uh, sticking with the stars, what you mentioned goaltending, obviously Jake Ottinger, really, really uh, terrific young, young goaltender. When we're watching the stars, what should we be looking for with him as a guy who knows what makes him so special as, as a, as a still fairly young goaltender? Yeah, he's definitely doing, doing great for how young he is. Uh, A huge presence every night. He's tall. He stays tall. Um, you know, he makes those big saves. You, you got to have a goalie that makes the big saves and Jake can make those big saves. I've seen it, uh, you know, time after time where he, he comes up with those amazing saves and, and that inspires your team. When you come up with those saves, when, when you think, Oh, there's a goal and your goalie comes out of nowhere and makes that amazing save that gives your team confidence. And he's done that. Uh, he's steady night after night. You got to have a steady goalie. He's durable and he's young. And, you know, when, when you're durable and you're young, I mean, you can do a lot of things and, um, you know, just one game after, after another, you know, just stay focused. And, um, you know, I think he's, uh, he's got a great career ahead of him. Now shifting gears a little bit, Ed, you're a guy that's always had some interesting off the ice interests. Uh, I think you've got a pilot's license, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's there's all sorts of things that you've been interested in off the ice over the years. Tell us about Belfort Spirits, uh, your, your 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 company, what that's all about, and how it came to be. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, my son and my daughter and I started at uh, Belfort Spirits about almost nine years ago, and um, we love the field for many reasons. Um, I've always been a, a very um, interested in in the alcohol business and uh from the time i was a, a young kid you know here in canada you know we all grew up drinking pretty pretty early on uh it was pretty normal for a kid to be drinking a, a few beers here and there in his uh early teens and <laughs> <laughs> i remember having my first sip of whiskey with my dad i think i was 12 or 13 years old and we were at the, my dad's christmas party and you know all the guys were drinking uh, I think it was it was Canadian Club, and Dad reached over and he goes, "You want to try some?" I'm like, "Heck yeah, I want to try some." So, had my first sip and uh, always liked it. And uh, you know, at the end of my career, Dane and I got together and we decided that we were going to start our own company. Um, you know, bourbon is uh, America's uh, drink. You know, it saved the country. You know, coming out of prohibition. Uh, you know, bourbon saved the country with with uh, becoming legal and all the tax dollars that came from from the industry, and it's still it's huge and it's growing outside of uh, North America now. So great business to be involved in. Um, you know, I've always been involved in art my whole life. Uh, I I drew a picture of Tony Esposito when I was a kid in grade three. He was my favorite goalie. Won first place at the Carmen Fair, won $5 in the Red Ribbon. <laughs> so I've always been, um, you know, very into art and design and creating things. And being in this in this industry, you know, designing the bottles, they're very Gatsby-like, Art Deco. You know, I was had a huge hand in, in that design. Um, I love creating and designing. So uh, 
the barrels that we use, we choose the, the, the char levels, the toast levels, um, you know, the research and development that goes into all that. Um, I just love it. You know, it's very creative. Um, you know, the different flavors that we've created with our single barrel program programs, profiles, um, you know, anywhere from 102 proof all the way to 130 plus proof. Um, you know, so I just like it because no two bourbons taste the same. And, you know, you, everyone has a different palate. You may like 130 plus proof uh, bourbon and some people may like 102, 103 proof. And, you know, we do a lot of that research and development. So it allows me to share that, that, uh, that um, inner desire to create and, and um, build things. So I've always loved that. Um, I'm heavily involved in the design of our distillery and I look forward to, um, you know, being on site and helping build the distillery. Hopefully we'll get that done here uh, next year. Is the distillery in your home and area in Manitoba or where are you based? Uh, no, it's uh, going to be uh, somewhere in, in Missouri. Okay. Uh, we're not, not a hundred percent sure yet, but uh, we're looking forward to that. I've uh, been traveling around Missouri and um, just love the state. Um, so we're, we're excited about that. And um, we're excited about having our grand opening for, for the distillery. Um, you know, we think that, you know, having a distillery will allow us to be even more creative with our bourbons and, and our rye whiskeys taste profiles. Uh, we'll be able to, you know, entertain tourists and do tastings and, and tours and, um, you know, be able to control, uh, you know, a lot of the, the aging process. We'll be able to experiment a lot more. So Dane calls me the mad scientist quite often. Well, we'll have to let us know when it's available in Dallas and we'll have you have you back on. Yeah, so we are in specs. We're in Total Wine, uh, Fossil Creek. We're in, you know, most of the liquor stores. We've been on the shelves for uh, going on uh, four years now. and. Um, you know, we do a lot of liquor store bottle signings. Fans come out and, uh, you know, meet me to get their bottles signed. I really enjoy doing that. Nice. Uh, Rob, you know, he, he mentioned you have a, a real passion for tying charity to Belfort Spirits. Can you talk a little bit about that and how, you know, that passion has carried on from, from your playing days? Yeah, so always, you know, involved in charity work during my career. Um heavily involved with Make-A-Wish, always had the, the wishbone on my mask and um, always enjoyed, you know, having the Christmas parties, the skates and, and a little bite to eat with uh, the kids. Um, giving back means a lot to me. Uh, we had the Eagle's Nest at the games, at the reunion where, um, you know, we would have the families and the kids to the games. They always enjoyed that. Um, I've always been involved in rescuing dogs. Uh, they're very dear to my heart and um, try to find good homes for them. So we always try to associate ourselves with the, uh, you know, local charities and national charities, charities across the country. Uh, part of what Belfort Spirits uh, will do in the future is give back uh, a portion of our profits to local and national charities. And, um, you know, we're, very proud of that fact 
and uh, we look forward to uh, having our own gala at some point and uh, you know just having uh, a great time at those and, and promoting the different charities that were involved and and it's all about helping others and then we we relish in that and we take pride in that well, Ed, we, you know, we appreciate you coming on and, and talking a little bit at Belfort, talking a little uh, Belfort, you know, uh, spirits and a little stars hockey. We, you know, we appreciate you taking the time this morning. Well, thanks, Marcus. And thanks, Sully. Re- really appreciate you guys and uh, have, have a blessed day. You got it, Ed. And congratulations on uh, adding another Hall of Fame to your resume with the stars at Hall of Fame induction. Pretty cool and well-deserved. You bet. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks to uh, Ed Belfort for joining us on behalf of uh, Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission. We appreciate uh, Ed joining us along with Mark Elfenbein of The Ticket. Thanks to our outstanding Mic Drop production team, Next Level Marcus Carr and Merrick's Doc Gooden of Tony Fay PR, Alex Gilbert from the Sports Commission, our showrunner Tony Fay. Until next time, thanks for listening, everybody.